Before we begin today's podcast, we would like to acknowledge Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples as the traditional custodians of our officers' land. We recognise their continuing connection to the land and pay our respects to their cultures and elders, past and present. We stand in solidarity with Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples in their continuing struggles for justice. I'm Emma and I'm joined by Britt and Antonia. We're law graduates here at McCabe's and today we will be discussing how copyright has become an increasingly prevalent issue in the music industry thanks to the digital age. The digital age has seen major changes to the music industry such as musicians being able to replicate studio environments within the comfort of their own homes, the growing popularity of new cultural genres such as remixes and mashups, and the revolutionised way people consume music such as through internet platforms like Spotify, Apple Music and YouTube. In today's episode of Trial by Podcast, we will be exploring the intersection of copyright law and the music industry in light of a high-profile landmark decision recently handed down involving Ed Sheeran that demonstrates the practicality of our copyright regime in Australia. I guess we should start with a brief overview of what copyright is. Copyright is a form of intellectual property that protects the original expression of ideas lasting the life of the creator plus an additional 70 years. In Australia, copyright protection is automatic and there is no legal requirement to put a copyright notice on a piece of work. Yep, so as soon as the piece of work is put in a material form, such as being written down or saved in a digital file or recorded in some way, it will automatically receive copyright protection under the Australian framework. Something that a lot of people don't know is that in any given musical track or song, there is usually more than one copyright owner. The copyright owners of a single song will typically include the composer, the lyricist, the artist and the maker of the recording. Yeah, that is definitely interesting to note. And they would all have copyright over different aspects of the song, right? Yeah, that's right. So, for example, the composer would own the copyright in the melodies, harmonies, etc. in a song, while the lyricist would own the copyright in the lyrics or words of the song. The artist who performs the music will own the copyright in the sound recording of their live performance and the maker of a recording, usually a record company, will own the copyright in the sound recording. You can definitely see how easy it is to copyright other artists' work now with so many aspects to a single song. It would be easy to do. Copyright owners of musical works, literary works and sound recordings hold exclusive rights to their work meaning they can reproduce it, publish the material, publicly perform the material and communicate the material to the public. Perhaps that is why so many musicians work together to create songs. Interestingly, copyright owners may also give permission to other people to exercise these rights through assignment, licensing or left after death or following bankruptcy. By giving rights holders a limited monopoly over their material, copyright promotes innovation by motivating and incentivizing the creation and distribution of new copyright material. In addition to these protections awarded under the Copyright Act, Australia is also party to several international treaties dealing with copyright. These include the Berne Convention for the Protection of Literary and Artistic Works, the General Agreement on Tariffs and Trade, which involves the Agreement on Trade-Related Aspects of Intellectual Property Rights, and the Universal Copyright Convention. It's so important that Australia is a party to these treaties as the music industry has sizable growth. In 2023, global music sales rose for the ninth consecutive year by 9% to $26.2 billion, with streaming subscription revenues up 10.3% to $12.7 billion. So how do copyright infringements occur? Well, a copyright infringement occurs when another person does something that only the copyright holder is allowed to do with their work without the copyright owner's permission and without any relevant defence. 
Exactly. And the relevant test here is that the infringer has used a substantial part of the copyright holder's work. And although the meaning of substantial part is not defined in the Copyright Act, the courts have generally interpreted it as an important, recognisable, essential part of the whole. The main defences available to copyright are known as the fair dealing exceptions. These exceptions are usually triggered when copyrighted material is used for the purposes of research or study, criticism or review, parody or satire, reporting news, for access for persons with a disability and the giving of professional advice. So once a use falls within one of these exceptions, the next step is to work out whether this is objectively fair. So there are definitely ways to use other people's work. However, this system is arguably inflexible and no longer appropriate in a modern technologically driven world where the reality of the music industry relies on familiar and reliable frameworks and simple catchy melodies to create pop songs. There is also an increased pressure on songwriters to write songs that imitate other hits that are easily picked up by internet algorithms. Very interesting to note how the digital age really does impact the realm of copyright. Now we know the basis of the law in Australia, let's look at the case involving Ed Sheeran. Yes, so Ed Sheeran has dealt with three copyright-related legal battles since 2015 and the most recent settling earlier this year. Ed Sheeran has stated that he was sick of artists bringing baseless claims and the case is being settled outside of court, so he decided to run the matter. Lucky he did as he enforced some very important lessons. Yes, very lucky. So the most recent battle he was involved in, he was accused of copying Marvin Gaye's 1973 song, Let's Get It On, in his 2014 song, Thinking Out Loud, all the way back in August 2016. It was claimed that the melodies, harmonies and rhythms of the Sheeran's Thinking Out Loud were significantly similar to the drum composition of Let's Get It On. And this first case was initially dismissed, but then in June 2018, Sheeran was again sued on similar grounds, this time for $100 million in damages by structured asset sales, owners of one third of the copyright to Let's Get It On. It was not until 2023 when the case was heard by a jury in New York City when the court found in favour of Sheeran. So the focal part of this dispute revolved around the chord progressions used in both songs. According to the evidence presented, both songs shared a sequence of four chords arranged in an ascending pattern. However, in Thinking Out Loud, the second chord in the progression differed slightly from the one utilised in Let's Get It On. Seems like a big effort over four chords, doesn't it? It was interesting that Mr Sheeran's legal team based their argument on the chord progression, asserting that these chords are common foundational elements and accessible to all musicians. In fact, there was an expert in music who highlighted numerous prior songs that employed that identical fundamental sequence, even preceding Let's Get It On. So I guess this was a very common set of chords then, and in the end the jurors ruled in favour of Ed Sheeran, concluding that he had independently created the song. They found that the plaintiffs had not successfully demonstrated any distinct or exceptional aspects in the way Mr Townsend had combined a familiar chord progression and syncopated rhythm in Let's Get It On, and Ed Sheeran was not liable for copyright infringement. In 2014, another high-profile celebrity singer, Katy Perry, based a copyright infringement lawsuit over her hit song, Dark Horse, where it was alleged the song copied the underlying beat and instrumental elements from another song called Joyful Noise without permission. The case went to trial in 2019, where a federal jury in California found that Katy Perry and her co-writers had indeed infringed upon the copyright of Joyful Noise. The jury determined that there were substantial similarities between the two songs, primarily in their terms of their instrumental elements. 
However, in July 2019, the verdict was overturned and the judge concluded that the underlying beat and instrumental elements were not distinctive enough to warrant copyright protection. More recently, Taylor Swift found herself in a high-profile copyright dispute over a hit song, Shake It Off. The complainants argued that Swift's song infringed upon the lyrics of their 2001 song, Play Is Gone Play, which was recorded by the girl group 3LW. In February 2018, a federal judge dismissed the lawsuit, alleging that the phrase was not sufficiently original to warrant copyright protection. The judge stated that the lyrics in question were considered common and considered of cliché ideas and were not subject to copyright protection. Going back to the most recent case involving Ed Sheeran, his outcome is a major victory for the music industry. Ed Sheeran's lawyers state that the chords used are the letters of the alphabet for music and now must be free to use in the future. This is a great win for the music industry. I think it also sheds light on the importance of understanding the fine line between inspiration and imitation in music creation. While many artists draw inspiration from existing works, it is crucial to respect the originality and creativity of others. Yeah, I agree. It's also an important lesson for us as listeners as it highlights that we need to consume music through legal channels, attend live performances, and also share our favourite artists' work responsibly so that we can contribute to a sustainable and thriving music industry. It also raises the important point for aspiring musicians and songwriters to ensure they educate themselves about copyright law and seek legal advice when necessary. Having this understanding as a creator can help you navigate the music industry more confidently and ethically. By respecting intellectual property, we contribute to our diverse and innovative musical landscape that benefits both artists and audiences. Thank you for joining us on this exploration of copyright in the music industry with a focus on Ed Sheeran's recent case. We hope this discussion has provided some valuable insights and inspired you to further explore this evolving field. Remember, supporting artists and respecting their creativity is a responsibility we all share as music enthusiasts. Thank you.